Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Thriving Minds Podcast with your host, Walter Parada, where we strive to provide you with empowering talks so you can live to thrive. I hope you find yourself in the right frame of mind, focusing on the things within your control. All right, so today's episode is you don't have to get sick to get better, meaning that we don't need to wait for things to start to fall apart before we need to improve ourselves. So when things are good for us, there's more of an inclination to keep doing what's always been done. Those habits that were formed to continuously be on that same path. It allows us to be on autopilot where we don't have to use as much energy and just rely on what's always been done. But when things start to deteriorate and things are going wrong, that's usually when we notice that we need to make a change. We need to do something to improve ourselves or the situation that we're in. Like when you're sick, That's when your attention is grabbed, knowing that you need to get yourself better. And this usually comes from that reactive side where if it's not broke, then don't fix it. Because what's always been done has worked up until this point. But that's the easy thing to do, where the laziness just wants to take over. Instead of waiting for things to get bad, be on the offensive by being proactive, seeing how you can get ahead. So you don't have to get sick to get better, and in doing so... It's not something that's wrong with you. It's just improvements that can be made that is going to enhance you. It's knowing that you want to be your best and that you can still get better. Because each time you become better, you become more confident and more self-assured. And you're more likely to prevent certain problems from happening. And handling the ones that you do come across a whole lot better than if you just wait for things to happen. It's knowing that even though you might be at your best today... You know that you can be better, so that makes the future be seen with a lot more optimism. Saying that, I might be at my best right now, but I know I can get further if I just continuously push myself, looking for ways to enhance who I am and my abilities. Now maybe one of the questions or the hesitancies you might have is, why do I really want to improve myself? It's a lot of hard work. I enjoy who I am and what I'm doing right now. And okay, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But... When you give up the chance to improve yourself in whatever way you can, that means missed opportunities that can be so rewarding and so fulfilling that that makes the entire process a lot more enjoyable. But in staying the same, it means that when change does occur, it becomes so much more harder to adapt because things staying consistently the same can keep you in that comfort zone that when any little resistance is felt or something going different than what was expected, it becomes so much more frustrating. So it really keeps you ahead of things by being able to continuously better yourself. If you look at many species that go on to survive and thrive in changes to their environment, it's not the strongest that survive, but it's the ones that are most adaptable, that can change according to what happens. So improving yourself allows you to better adapt to the change so you can really thrive as opposed to struggle and be left behind. And it's understandable, there could be some negative connotations around treating yourself or improving yourself because it means that you're lacking or you're not good enough. But I think that's an incorrect way of seeing things because that's only looking at the negative. We want to know and feel that we're in a good place, that things are right and any sign that challenges that, it can bring down our confidence and allows for self-doubt to be more prevalent. And this is a natural thing that we all experience. We want to ward off those things that are uncomfortable. If you look back to the iconic basketball star Michael Jordan, early on when he played at the University of North Carolina, 
He told his coaches that he wanted to be the best player that's come through the program. And one day, one of his coaches pulled him aside and challenged Michael to practice longer than his teammates, to practice when nobody else is around. And Michael's response was, he's just as good as all the other players. And his coach stopped him there and said, I thought you said you wanted to be the best that's come through here. And that's all Michael needed to hear to further instill that tremendous work ethic he had. He was actually a really good player when he first started, but he only further developed his skills that allowed him to be the player that he became. So a great way to prevent or minimize wanting to sit still is just to tweak things here and there. Change up your routine from time to time, and this gets you from being stuck. Some new tweaks are going to work and some won't, but it gets you actively looking for an advantage. This gets you to continuously be better in incremental amounts and you commit to your better self, leaving behind that worst version in you. At first, that lazy worst version of you is going to say, why are you doing this? We're in a good place. We're good just the way we are. We're feeling great. We're enjoying ourselves. Why are you going to mess with the program? This comes from resisting wanting to work hard at something and the initial thoughts could be feeling inadequate. So it's going to reject wanting to to change but then there's going to be that other side of you the better version of you that says i know i'm capable of more but for me to reach that point i need to do more for myself this includes learning new things or developing new skills or just improving the skills that you do have and when you find yourself in a place of i already know this or i'm good where i'm at that can be a very dangerous spot to be in because that's when you let your guard down when you become blindsided by the things that you don't see coming. Think about if you just sit on the couch and watch TV the majority of your free time. It can make both your mind and body a lot less fit. It's not stressing it enough to at least maintain yourself. And if you allow this to happen over an extended period of time, things are going to start to deteriorate. The things such as critical thinking and problem solving, it's going to make your muscles and your bones a bit weaker. So in the short term, it's probably not going to be noticed, but over an extended period of time, you may notice it. That moment when you reflect what's going on, there could be the thinking of nothing is wrong and I'm just going to continuously do what I've always done. But that better side of you is always going to remind you, maybe I should be a little bit more active and watch a little less TV because it's going to serve me well. Maybe I should exercise and read a lot more that expands my thinking. Both sides are going to be pulling you in opposite directions and the easy thing to do is nothing, to just do what you've always done. And that's the unmotivated side that's going to want to reject hard work to, to stay comfortable. How many of us have been in that position where we don't feel like doing things that are going to benefit us? Maybe it's wanting to stay in bed all day, even though you got work to do. Maybe it's overeating because you're enamored by what you see and smell. It's that instant gratification at the cost of paying for it later on. I know I've had this initial feeling too where I don't feel like doing much. I just want to lounge around. But after just maybe a half hour or an hour of doing this, I'll get a bit restless and I know I need to get stuff done. So a helpful way to overcome this is just start off small where if you do feel like staying in bed all day, maybe you give yourself a limit to say, you know what, I'm going to stay in bed for an hour and then I'm going to get to work. Or if you find yourself salivating over the food that you see, remind yourself to eat slower, to savor it, and this helps to tell your brain that you're getting full. 
So really this helps allow you to enjoy things with ease as opposed to with a big rush of euphoria. And this gradually gets you in the mode of bettering yourself where it's not so, so daunting. Think of wanting to be better as interest payments that you make on a loan or a credit card. While yes, you can make the minimum payments on a monthly basis to, to get by, but over time that adds up to a lot of money that you're paying because more was not paid when you could. So the cost is much greater because of the little amount of money that was put up front. So the things that you do today consistently going forward are going to have a tremendous impact where you're putting more of your resources into your development so you're not having to pay for it in a big way later on. What you get from this is bigger rewards that compounds over time instead of having a big bill that you owe. Take a look at the things that you're good at, such as being a strong reader or a strong writer, being great with your hands, fixing cars or repairing things around the house, or being good with finances. You can always build upon these types of things. So just because you're good at it right now, that's not the end point. You can always ascend yourself into being great, into being elite. And make sure that you do that for yourself. You don't need to impress anybody, but it's going to be very fulfilling when you can satisfy your wants and your needs. And as you gain this type of momentum, you become so much more satisfied with yourself, knowing that you can achieve what might seem difficult. If you look at how Amazon first started out, it was originally an online bookstore. But the founder of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, he later asked his customers, what are the things that they want to buy online? And their response was just about everything you can imagine. From shampoo to clothes to tires to toys to, to tools to electronics and even food. So he could have been content with the level of success that the books provided him alone. But he saw that there was an opportunity to better the company and better their experiences for his customers. So while at the time when he first started the business, it might have been unimaginable to where they've gotten to, but now they've expanded beyond just an online retailer. But they're a technology company that provides software services for many other companies, for many other entrepreneurs, where they can market their products. And along the way, he and his team were always looking for ways to better the company. While yes, there was disappointments and failures, they learned along the way. Stories like these show us the importance of not waiting to change, not waiting to be better, not waiting for things to get bad before you start to act. Amazon's continuously want to improve has led them to become such a powerful company. And now that Jeff Bezos has left the CEO role of Amazon, he's now focused on his company Blue Origin that provides space exploration making space flight accessible and affordable for everyone. The easy thing to do would have been to just focus on being an online bookstore. But then he went beyond that to delivering goods, to providing software services, and he could have left it at that. But he continued to see what more could be done. Stories like these show us the importance of not waiting to change, not waiting to be better. And it's just so amazing to see the progress of what he transformed the company into. And it can serve as a reference that we can do the same for ourselves, not to compare ourselves to be like them, but to inspire us to be our better selves, to know that you can be willing to work at it, to be better today than you were yesterday, to be better tomorrow than you are right now. 
the more that you can acclimate yourself to these types of stories or people on the same boat trying to better themselves, it becomes less and less intimidating to go for it. And it provides a great support system. If you just look at the crabs in the bucket reference, where when a crab is working its way out to something else, the other crabs are trying to pull it back down so it can remain in the group. And sometimes that can happen in our own thinking, where initially you might think, I can do better, I can be better. But then those self-defeating thoughts pull you back down saying, no, why should you? You're safely comfortable where you are. And sometimes it's the possibility of things going wrong where you might fall flat on your face and you could be totally embarrassed by what you're attempting to do. It's natural to want to preserve that self-image to feel confident in what you can do. It's that feeling of momentum that you want to maintain what's good and anything that can put a stop to it, it can feel threatening. And when that does happen, acknowledge it and you're more likely to start to want to do things outside of your comfort zone. Just remind yourself that it's expected that things are going to feel unsettling, that things are not going to go well at times, and then you can better prepare yourself on how you're going to respond to those situations. So in the case of sports and you're playing soccer, you might feel fairly good with other people that you play with and you might be thinking, I want to be better. And maybe you put a little bit more effort into how you play, how you practice. You'll do things a little bit differently. You'll do things that you haven't tried before. Just know that there's going to be frustration, but when it happens, that's the time to relax, to let things happen without giving into that intense emotion such as anger or embarrassment. Now, this is easier said than done, so you're going to have to constantly remind yourself to stay composed, being in a neutral state, and work through the frustration that you're experiencing by just continuously pushing forward. It's about not letting how you feel impact your performance for the worse. And when you can do that, you become a lot better in those uncomfortable situations. Knowing that it can occur and being ready for it is going to help you work through it. This then allows you to try harder things where you can work your way up to playing with players that are at a higher skill set than you are. And then you'll start to get acclimated and a little bit better and a little bit better. So we all had a starting point somewhere along the line. And for many of us, we were probably not that good maybe even terrible at the things that we're good at today. But over time, the skill set was developed. Don't just let the natural talent be a dictator of what you decide to pursue. If you really enjoy certain activities that you're not good at, that doesn't mean you should give up on it. In fact, that's a great opportunity to strengthen yourself. See them as an enticing challenge where you're proven that you can overcome the difficult parts of what you're dealing with. For some, it's going to be a natural thing where they're just looking to defy the odds, where they just really embrace what's hard, because it's almost like conquering the beast when no one expects it to be done. They might get all wide-eyed and excited. It could be that they're just a daredevil or just somebody who, or somebody that's just so resilient and tenacious. But for others, it's going to be difficult to want to take on challenges. But it will do you so well to take it on anyways. For those that doesn't come natural for them to rise up, yet they do it anyways, the growth that you experience can be so explosive because you've broken through that natural tendency to avoid what you're not good at. It's about not coddling your ego and being able to develop your confidence through experiencing a good level of resistance 
where it pushes you to want to be better, but not too much resistant where it stifles your pursuit. Just like the Goldilocks effect, where the three bowls of oatmeal that she had, where one was too hot, one was too cold, but one was just warm enough, and that warm enough was the right amount that she needed. So aim to better yourself in the same way where you're not experiencing something that's so extremely difficult that it crushes your confidence, but something that's not so easy that you're not pushing outside of your comfort zone or outside of your current limits. While this is the ideal state of what you're trying to get after, know that at times it's going to feel extremely difficult to, to be better. And when you find yourself in that type of state, that's the time to really be patient and compassionate to yourself, to avoid beating yourself up for not being better or for performing better. Maybe you take on more than you can chew where you're juggling a full-time job to support yourself and going to school at the same time, and it might feel overwhelming. This could lead to leaving school completely, but the alternative is take less course material if possible or finding ways to lighten the workload to have more time for school, finding ways to make things work for you. Just know that falling short of being better is not final. You can always work at it. Part of bettering yourself could be achieving certain goals such as making a certain amount of money for your company. Maybe it's a goal of $130,000 in the next coming year, yet you fall short of it. This doesn't mean that it was a complete failure. Maybe you've reached 70000 in sales that year. This means that you reach 50% of your goal and can be seen as being halfway there. You're 50% better than you were before. Falling short of expectations can feel a bit deflating, and if that happens, instead of looking up to the goals that you're striving for, you can look back on all the things that you have accomplished, and this helps to gain some momentum. Maybe it's you haven't even made a sale, but you can look back towards all the actions you did take and see it as a learning opportunity that you tried certain things that didn't work, and you're going to improve upon them. Many times intangible things that we can't see are what's improved the most, so it makes it very difficult to know its impact. A lot of the times when you're looking to improve yourself, it's all those intrinsic traits that become so much more developed. It's so much more difficult to measure how much your resilience has developed because it's not like you can get on a scale that says, oh look, I've gained nine pounds of resiliency in the last two months, but when you work out lifting weights, maybe in a two month period, you can see that you've gained nine pounds of muscle. This is the part where what is not seen doesn't mean that things are not there. Just look at your front yard. You might have grass in the front and you'll see all the blades of grass coming up. But it also has roots. But just because you can't see those roots doesn't mean that it's not there unless you start digging for them. See the difficult, uncomfortable times that you experience where you're metaphorically digging for those roots that you have to see if it's there and how strong it is by the action you take. When you fall short of your expectations, are you going to quit, or are you going to get back at it and figure out how to meet those expectations? The stronger those roots are, the more resilient and grit will aid in rebounding. Things don't have to be wrong for you to be better. It's not that you're not good enough right now. It just means that you're proactive being ahead of change before change really blindsides you. This makes you more adaptable and able to embrace the challenges that you face. Avoid waiting to get sick 
or for things to fall apart before you start to make those self-improvements. It's preventative care that's going to send you to new heights, to push past what seems like current limits and break through to a whole new level of energy. What comes with this is unlocking many possibilities that, that once might have been seen so far out of reach, where you start off small just to gain a little bit momentum. Then you can move on to other things that eventually compounds into massive improvements that you've made. And yes, when you're looking to become better, it requires a certain level of initiative, accountability, and discipline, which can be hard, especially in the beginning. But when you can do this consistently enough, they become habits where you don't even think twice about them, and it's just a part of what you do. Avoid feeling bad about yourself where you're not being self-defeating for what you're not. But instead, see yourself as what you're becoming, that you're working your way towards leaving behind that worst version of you to bring out all the greatness within. It's a transformative process that's going to experience setbacks at times, and you've got to be patient and compassionate to yourself to find ways to push forward. Naturally, we're made to look for what's easy and what's comforting because it means less work on our part. So you're going to have to get over that want to not do anything you got to keep yourself from falling into this trap because it means paying a higher cost of what you could have been. Use that time right now to set yourself up for great things and experiences later on. Usually this requires doing what's uncomfortable and difficult that can result in being better than what you might have even imagined. Well, it's that time to wrap things up. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're interested in more topics like this, Become a Thriving Minds member at www.thrivingminds.live. It's your personal development resource so you can build that right mindset so you can live to thrive. All right, until next time.